Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was only made possible by the Arts, Cultural, and Heritage Fund in Windsor, Ontario, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric Branchett, and I will be your Master of Ceremonies for tonight's episode of Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. He's going to head back to his dorm to see if anyone can kind of lend him an outfit for the night. Okay, so you look like you're about to go to the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) I didn't catch your name. Oh, well, aren't you a romantic? Zelda, Zelda Ivanwold. Uh, She begins to kind of kiss down your neck. And as that happens, the back of your neck begins to itch, and that itch turns into just this merciless scratch. And you hear... And all of a sudden, as you're consumed with this sound, you don't even realize that that sound in your head has actually turned into a sound in the room, and it's Zelda screaming. You've actually dug your claw into her shoulder, and she looks at you, terrified. She says, you fucking freak! Evelyn, the dorm that you have chosen is Roots, which is the least expensive dorm on campus. There is a beaver-sized rat that's chasing one of a freshman through uh, one one of the wings. You hear as your as your black cat kind of skirts out of the bathroom and, and runs its head against your leg. This is your first big party. Nick invited you. This is going to be fantastic. We see Iris, who is still in the hot tub. Iris, your answering machine is flashing with 13 messages. And the phone cuts out. Oh, coffee Bob again. Just making sure that could you really go to so many kids? Iris runs, just runs up to Bob and gives him a huge hug. And she's like, I'm so sorry. It's me. It's Iris Greenwood. I'm so sorry. You just seem so capable. And if you helped me, I would be so eternally grateful. I'm Iris. I'm Josh. Did you just say party? You mean like where humans get together and drink and dance and have fun and frolic? Josh, do you think you can come in and show me how to make real coffee in two days? Sure. Uh, Why don't we just meet tomorrow? If he's going to close down, we can have the place to ourselves and try some coffees out. (laughs) Ooh, like a real training. We are going to pick up with Dr. E. Do you want to go to the welcome mixer with me? All right. All right. You hear a sound kind of cascading towards you, and it's almost like this clacking of a cane kind of echoing much louder than it should be. A tall man, and he walks by you in this lovely midnight blue suit, and he has a cane made of obsidian with a bone handle. And Zach. Zach is going to try to disguise the plant as like a person. Okay. And a weekend at Bernie's in. <laughs> I just want to say welcome, and we finally found a band, so I hope you brought your dancing partners. Let's give a warm Oakhurst welcome to... Uh, he turns around and says, I'm sorry, what's the, uh, what's the name of the band again? What's the name of the band? Zach is going to just fucking take the microphone, just <laughs> snatch it out of his hand. Um, yeah, we're the fucking Hive, and uh, this song is called Fuck Your Rules, and they're just going <laughs> to... One, two, three, four! <laughs> ah! And the whole room stops as a body has fallen and as you all gather around the group you all see someone that you don't recognize a redhead of course kane you do recognize her you are the only one 
and you're looking at the face of Zelda Ivanwald. You feel your neck tingle and you just hear, Thank you, Chapter 3. A Meeting of the Minds A dark room is lit by nothing but a fireplace. But instead of regular fire, green emerald flame starts to dance within the fireplace. The outline of a large wooden table is seen. Six empty chairs, three on either side, one chair that is occupied. There is an obsidian cane with smooth bone handle that sits next to the occupied chair. As the fire that is emerald green begins to dance different colors, rippling multicolored shades that cascade against the smooth black stone covering all these archways, stretching out into the darkness, the age-worn hands gently carve five pieces of oak with a glimmering blue blade. The carver whistles as he continues his work, and after completing them, places the carvings down on the wooden table. We see statues all laid out, a woman wearing a lab coat, a man holding a camera with a large shadow, a young woman sitting on a stack of books, a young woman gently floating off the ground with large wings, and finally, a young boy with a guitar on his knees in mid-power slide. The camera pans out as the aged carver continues to whistle. Welcome, everyone, to episode three of Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. This is the Fantasy Fantasia podcast brought to you by Tall Tale Theater Collective. How's everyone doing today? Woo! Fantastic. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Ready. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just gotta say, it's uh, I'm really thrilled to be a part of this, and uh, I love all of you. So, we were at a party, everyone, and this party was rudely interrupted by death as, <laughs> as, as tends to really ruin. Yeah, thanks, Zelda. Come on. Our camera opens on a crowd steeped in fear as the blood begins to drip further through the tiled floor and into the surrounding carpets and it kind of pools around the room and the Dean of Students who is terrified jumps on the microphone and says everyone please stay calm the room immediately freaks the fuck out and everyone attempts <laughs> to run out of all the doors and the Dean goes no no please everyone remain in early fashion I, I, I'm gonna call I, I'm gonna call and he just runs off into he runs off to the uh, the second floor, and you see him go into a study room, and he shuts the door and locks himself in to presumably call someone. <laughs> Let's start with Kane. 
So she fell from the ceiling, and is there like a balcony around this area? There is. Yes, because there's basically a large staircase that centers and wraps around. And uh, think of both of the floors above kind of have balconies that wrap around to see into this large foyer. Okay, so so Kane, after getting over his shock of seeing the body fall, he looks up to the balconies and he's going to bolt toward those that staircase to make his way up to see if he can find who did it or look for any sign of what happened. Oh, great. Okay, okay. So uh, you have to push through some crowd members, okay? So as you start pushing through some people, you hear someone whisper, Hey, wasn't that the guy who was in the film room with her? Oh, dear. As you walk by. And you see some some eyes are kind of like whispering as you're walking through the group. That's not good. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of, he's going to shrug it off and he's just going to sprint. It's actually more incentive for him to sprint faster to see if he can find who actually did it so that this doesn't get pegged on him. Okay, cool, cool. So by the time you've got through the main group uh, to the stairwell, most of the people have come down to see what's up. So you don't really have a whole lot of people that you're running into on the second floor at all. And as you wrap around to the second stairs, you get up to the third and you come across an entirely empty kind of wrapabout point. But you can see that there is clearly a point where the wraparound rail is broken into where presumably Zelda was pushed. Okay. Now, I'm going to approach the railing and, and inspect it, and is this an opportunity where I can gaze into the abyss? Oh, absolutely. Sweet. I'm going to have you roll plus dark. Beautiful. That is my best stat. <laughs> hey! That's an 11. Oh! Okay, so you get to choose two of these. You get to choose the visions are lucid and detailed, the visions show you what you must do, and you carry one forward in doing it, or the vision cures you, removing a condition. Hmm. So the first one I'm going to choose is the visions are lucid and detailed, pertaining to just what the heck happened. And then the second one I will choose is... Now, the, 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 the visions cure you removing a condition. Um, uh, I'm going to choose that. I don't want to be a tryhard anymore. I, I mean, it didn't last long, but I feel like to be a tryhard and a murderer is just too much for Kane to handle. Oh, it's going to be one or the other. So here's, here's, here's how this plays out then. Okay, so you go up to the area, and again, you're you're very much alone, and you can see that this kind of polished wood um, bar wraps around the entire floor and is clearly broken at this point, and you run your hands on the kind of cracked wood, and you hear this voice, and it almost feels like the back of your neck is, it's like this like gentle massage that feels like really good. And you hear, Can you show me what happened? And as soon as you say that, you hear, And the whole room kind of disappears for a second. And the next thing you know, the railing broken part that you're holding is completed. Your hand is now on a fully rebuilt railing, and the whole world has gone this like weird sepia tone. And what you see running up the stairs, you can see Zelda, and she's completing the the run up from the second to the third flight. And she makes it to the top, and she's crying, holding 
um, stopping the blood from the incident that you had running from her face. And she is heading down the hallway that you see kind of runs directly. You're, you, you know, if you're putting your hand to this broken rail and you look right behind you, there is a hallway that connects deeper into the mansion. And you see her running down to find a bathroom. That's just off the corner. And as soon as she opens the door, she is face to face with uh, a figure in all kind of black clothing, but with a, you know, those plain white masks, those like Jabberwocky masks that everybody yeah, was wearing yeah. for a long time. That's what he's wearing. And he appears out of the bathroom and Zelda immediately reacts and goes to turn away and he grabs her by the hair and swings his knife around and stabs her five times in the abdomen and runs and drags her by the hair all the way towards you and throws her over the balcony. You see the balcony crack and she falls to the ground and you hear the crowd react and the uh, being with the white mask looks down for a moment and runs back into that hallway. Does he exit through the bathroom or a different way? He doesn't. He just keeps going down the hallway and he, you see him kind of bend around um, this bend. Okay. At the very end of the hallway. And as you're doing that, you're, you're, you're kind of looking, you hear coming from behind you. I turn to look and see who's calling my name. You don't see anything, but you feel something is looking right at you. You feel something, its gaze is burning you. It's its looking at you so intensely. And you know it's literally just inches from your face, just floating in the kind of space that opens up to the foyer. Whatever this thing is, it's invisible and looking right at you. And you feel its hot breath kind of touch your face. You feel its finger whatever its finger looks like you don't know but you feel this appendage touch your forehead and instantly you are loaded with film information whoa <laughs> fuck yeah so yeah so you instantly learn a great deal of the history of classic north american film that's what i'll give you oh right thank god oh my god oh okay <laughs> and as you're looking out you blink from, you know, that, that hot air getting blown in your face and the world goes back to normal, the sepia tone is gone and you feel the kind of brittle wood touching your fingers again from the broken rail. I, uh, I kind of just touch, gently touch my forehead and I say, thank you, friend, but uh, a little late, don't you think? And I, I look down to the bathroom and I guess I'll go for a stroll down to the bathroom just to check that out too, see if there's anything there. But uh, I'll, I'll assume this guy probably covers his tracks well. Yeah, so as you head to the bathroom, you just hear this voice go, I wouldn't go over there if I were you. I whip around. <laughs> and sitting on the broken rail is a man in a midnight blue suit, sitting there, um, kind of cleaning. He, uh, there's there, there seems to be something in his nail that he's looking at very intently. And he looks at you in the eye and goes, that's going to be a dead end for you. You. I saw you downstairs. I bumped into you. Who are you? Yes, you did. You did bump into me, and your friend didn't see me. And he looks down and sees her and goes, I'm really sorry about that. She seemed very nice. What do you know? I didn't kill her. If you want answers, I suggest that you meet me in the first floor bathroom. Knock three times. 
and he throws himself off the balcony. <gasps> Kane like runs to the balcony and is like, oh fuck, like <laughs> audibly. He's gone. But when you yell, oh fuck, a bunch of people look up at you and you hear people go, hey, and they start kind of like looking at you and pointing at you now that you're literally on the part where she fell through. I'd like to make a formal address. <laughs> okay, 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 <laughs> okay, okay. Um, we're 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 gonna roll hold steady, so it's in a scary or tense <laughs> situation. You have to roll plus cold to see how well you handle the fact that as soon as you said that, your voice literally boomed in the foyer, and everyone just looked and turned to face you. Holy! F uh, under my breath, he's like, "Fuck." <laughs> Oh, fuck me. That's a, that's a four. Oh, dear. Okay, so we're going to leave you right there. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so we're going to go now to Iris. Iris, while the dancing was going on, you were, you were having a great time. Just a wonderful time. And then when the... So basically, the last we left you is you were gathering around the body. So we're kind of going to go back in time, basically, just before Kane begins his speech. So as soon as the body hits and the group gathers, what do you do? She sees the crowd of people. She, like, tries to get a look. And there's a lot of people around her. And she just goes, poor girl. And then she looks down at her drink, uh, notices her first human alcoholic beverage is done. So she's going to walk back to the bar. <laughs> oh so so, wow. so you go back to the bar and nobody is there. Hello? She's going to go, she's going to shrug her shoulders and go and jump over the bar. Yeah, you see a, you see a fully stocked bar. This is just like coffee bobs, except it's like different drinks. And she's just gonna start grabbing a couple. She's gonna look for the ones that have like the, the funnest uh, labels and just pour some into her drink. As she's kind of keeping watch of the crowd and what's going on there. She knows it's a bad situation, but she just knows there's too many people around it right now. And she just really wants a drink. What are you making? Like, are you just kind of mixing everything that you see? Well, yeah, she remembers Josh was kind of being fancy at Coffee Bob's and mixing a couple of really cool things together. So she's just kind of mimicking him and just pouring, uh, yeah, like about three or to five to six different things all together. Okay, okay, yeah. So you have this like ridiculously probably grody, nasty drink that you have that's probably like, you know, like swamp water brown with like mixing all the different boozes. Yeah, do they have like the like the cherries? Oh, you bet. She puts like about seven in there as well and three straws <laughs> of varying colors and then is gonna hop right over back over the bar with their drink and just kind of walk back to the, the group of people. Okay, so as you walk back to the group of people, to go from that foyer to the bar uh, room, there is kind of that hallway that, that basically cuts through deeper into the mansion. And as you mm -hmm. get out of the drink room, just crossing the hallway into the main foyer, you see a figure in a midnight blue suit looking at you, leaning against a wall, go, excuse me, fairy girl. Her eyes go wide and she takes a long sip of her drink and swallows and just says, hi, I'm Iris. Hi, Iris, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Um, you know, well, no, I guess it's not good. I mean, someone 
died, and that's really terrible. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not terrible, but um, how are you, stranger? Hmm. I'm gonna cut to the chase, Iris. I see that you're a very busy woman. He 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 like looks at, and and you can tell that he's trying to be serious, even though you're like midway through swamp water drink with seven maraschino cherries in it. And he says, I would like you to head to the main floor bathroom. There is something in there that's waiting for you. Like a present? In a way, yes. What kind of present? The best kind of presents. The ones we like don't... Like a hot tub? <laughs> you already have one of those. Uh, yeah, I... I do. I'm sorry, you're making me a little nervous right now. How do you know that I have a hot tub? If you check out the bathroom, all will be well. Did my aunt send you? No, but she's a lovely woman. Uh, I'm, having, I'm having mixed emotions right now. But, uh... How about this? Okay. How about this? As a gesture of good faith, he snaps his hands, and you see that, like, in your other hand, the exact same drink has appeared, and both of them have been topped up, and now instead of seven cherries, they're just overflowing with cherries in both of them. She takes a slow sip while keeping eye contact with him, and tastes, uh, or, like, takes a sip of the one he made. Yeah, it, it is everything that you made, but even better. Oh. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, I will go to your bathroom, and... Take my present. That sounded weird. The present you know will mean. actually be arriving. It's not there yet. Oh. Yes. Okay. Hey, which way to the bathroom? That way. And he points towards the bathroom as if to kind of drag your eye towards the bathroom. And when you turn back, he's gone. She stares for a second, thinking about what just happened. And then shrugs and then starts drinking the drink. She's going to try to drink both of them at the same time, like gather all the straws in her mouth. As soon as you shove all the straws in your mouth and begin to head to the bathroom, you hear Kane go, I have a formal address to make. Dr. Egan. Yes. After the body hit the ground, what did you do? Okay, so uh, first of all, she just kind of abandons Dr. Renner because... She kind of puts up with the uh, flirtation because she needs to kind of keep him on the hook so she can get her regular, but right now this is a lot more interesting than he is. <laughs> totally. So she kind of works her way to the front of the um, to the front of the crowd, okay. and she's taking a look at, at this body laying there in the blood starting pool. Now, does she see any um, murder weapon? Like, does she see the the knife that was used to stab her? You do not. You do see the stab wounds, though, and they are still bleeding. Okay. And, okay, so she's going to assume that um, the murderer still has has the weapon. Um, and as she's thinking about what she can do, she's watching this, this pool of blood get bigger and bigger, and mm. it's a lot of blood. <laughs> and it's, it's starting to look real good, and she really just wants to throw out the wine in her glass and just scoop it up and drink, and that may not be the best way to make an impression in an opening uh, uh, you know, welcome week mixer. So she decides to kind of back off so she doesn't see the blood. But now she has the scent of blood in her, of Zelda's blood in her nose. So she realizes that she's probably the only person in the room that can hunt down the murderer. Because assuming that he still has the murder weapon and most likely has, has her blood on it. So she starts to kind of go into like bloodhound mode and start sniffing the air. Um, 
does she? So just just before you do anything more. Okay. Well, as soon as you can smell that blood and you're right in that fresh, you know, you're right there in the middle of the circle, just before you peel out. Can you roll a hold steady roll for me? Sure, yeah. So roll plus cool. Let's see how you do. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, so that's a four. <laughs> oh, no. Mark an experience. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So I'm going to give you a condition okay. and the condition is starving. Starving. Got it. So I'm going to give you the condition starving and what's happening is now that you you smell the iron in the blood mm -hmm. and you can smell that she's AB negative. <laughs> which is so extra rare, tasty right yeah it's got it's got this really nice tang on on the finish um and and you can smell it and you can smell all these all these micro nodes of, of all this this you know the, the flavor profile and as you're doing that you can start to hear the pulse of everyone in the room oh. as if it's just like a hot like just like just all these pulses are all just hitting your ears as even your eyes you can't see yourself but your eyes might become like right now a little bit more bloodshot. Uh, Jeremy Renner grabs you and goes, Elizabeth, are you okay? And she whips around and she looks him in her, the eye and she's she's kind of a little bit agitated and she just says, go home, Jeremy. I Just go home. I will call you in the morning. But go Elizabeth, home. I thought that... And you see him like turn away really slowly throw his head down and you see him grab the invitation that he showed you at the very beginning of the first episode to go he like crumples it up in his hand and drops it and like walks walks out the door with his head down as he as he exits into the night and cue the incredible hulk music at the end oh yeah 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 <laughs> so what do you do now okay so at that point she's kind of going into bloodhound mode kind of trying to prevent her um from going back to uh scooping up a little bit of that blood and she's trying to get away from hers the the bodies as as much as she can and uh knowing that it came from the body came from uh, the third floor she's kind of heading towards the stairs because she figures that's probably where the scent she'll pick up the scent um, now you see Kane going up the stairs too. Like, what's the yeah, timing? Yeah, so by by the time you would have gotten to the stairs, Kane would have already gone up because he went pretty quickly. Okay, and does she pick up on this? Because he has blood on uh, her blood on him, doesn't? From when she's when he scratched her. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he does. He does have a little. Oh, bit of blood. that's he not does. good. <laughs> So you do pick up the scent that it, it does feel, obviously besides the strongest scent that's coming directly from behind right. you, there is a little bit of a scent coming from upstairs. Okay. So she's going to start running upstairs. Cool. Um, as soon as you get to the, the top of the second floor, mm -hmm. you see someone swing around the post kind of opposite of you on the stairs mm -hmm. and kind of stops right in front of you and goes... Excuse me, I know that you mean well, but you're going the wrong way. And you see an elderly man with a blue suit looking at you. You. Me. Who are you? Great question. Who are you? I asked you first. Mm, you did. <laughs> Unfortunately, I love to answer questions with other questions. I think it's just such a... It's really the only true way to converse with anyone. Don't you agree? Excuse me, I have to get upstairs. I get that you think you do, 
But you won't find anything up there. Where that poor little girl was killed has nothing to do with where the person that you're looking for truly is. If you want to find out what happened and preserve this lovely little campus that you stay on for now, I suggest that you go to the main floor bathroom. The main floor bathroom? Why would I do that? I know, it's it's a strange place for one to find answers, but I assure you, one will find more than one answer in the main floor bathroom. Last time some man asked me to go in the bathroom, things didn't end up very well. What? Oh, I'm not asking you to... to <laughs> he, he, he honestly, like, steps back and says, I, I apologize if I offended you. I, I do not mean for you to meet me there. I simply mean that the answers you seek are there. What exactly do you think I seek? The truth. Who killed that young girl? That young girl earlier in the week as well? You seem to know we both quite know a it bit. Happened. I do. It is my curse to know an awful lot, I'm afraid. And I know that you are much more accomplished than you give off, so I could really use your help, Doctor. I'm just supposed to take you at your word. I don't even know who you are, telling me to go seek my answer. And, and why can't my friends see you? Your answers lie in the bathroom. <laughs> and he just, like, smiles at you really nicely. Do I, do I get a sense that I should trust him? Yeah, you do. Okay. He finally just rolls his eyes and says, Fine. And he <laughs> opens up, he he kind of gently opens up the top of his polished bone cane oh. and uh, takes out a vial that's sitting in the inside and pulls it out. And he holds it and he goes, a little donation for your time. And you see that it's a vial of blood. <laughs> and because, because she's... In, in what was my condition again? Starving. She normally would not, you know, take blood from strangers, but she just, she can't resist. So she grabs the vial and she opens it up and she sniffs it first. Does she smell anything? No, so it smells like blood. Uh, it smells totally fine. And then he, he goes, I know that you're suspicious, but trust me, it's from a Tibetan mountain climber. Very, very high in the oxygen <laughs> counters. <laughs> She pauses a moment, and then she just downs it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's it's a full bodied red. Uh, you know, it's it, uh, just a pause yeah, it a moment. <laughs> in that pause, you open up your eyes, and he's gone. Ugh. And do I still have the vial in my hand? You do. Okay, I'm gonna keep it just in case. Cool. All right. Um. Okay. Uh. So she takes a moment, she's still sort of a little high on the blood, and she remembers first floor bathroom. And does she know where it is? Like, has she been here before? You, you of all people would definitely know yeah. where the first floor okay, bathroom is. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, so she starts running down the stairs and heading towards the bathroom. Fantastic. As soon as you hit the foyer, you hear Kane go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to make a formal address. <laughs> Every time, just make it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we reverse back in time to dear Evelyn. Evelyn, the body hits the ground. What do you and Nick do? 
Evelyn is just staring in complete shock at the body for a few seconds, and then she turns to Nick and says, Is this a frequent occurrence here? <laughs> he honestly grabs you and hugs you and goes, Evelyn, you don't need to see this. And like, like swings you away and says, It's okay. It's okay. You're here with me. <laughs> what? And the, the Dean, he doesn't even seem like he's going to do anything. I, I should go and see what's going on. He's probably not even calling the police right now. Yeah, no, of, of, of course, yeah. I, I, I mean, can I, can I help? Um, you know what? Maybe, but why don't you just stay here for a second? I'm going to run and see if I can find him. He might not like it if he's confronted by too many people all at once. I think I saw the Dean go up on the second floor in, in that door, and you see him point to, like, out of a series of three doors uh, on one of the sides of the wraparound, he points to the, the first door of the three. <sighs> okay, I'm going to see if he's there. Um, Evelyn? Yeah? I'm excited for when we can, you know, continue where we left off. <laughs> I know this is a wrong time to say it, but I just... <sighs> I, I'm going through a lot of emotions right now. It's... I, anyways, I'll hold down the fort. He just like turns around and walks away, and he's just like, "Fuck, oh, I'm so tired." <laughs> <sighs> Evelyn just kind of smiles to herself, and she starts heading up to the second floor. <laughs> okay, so you head up to the second floor. As you head up to the second floor, you round the corner to the second floor, and you can see, just as you're walking up to the door, you can see uh, a figure, a woman in, in her 30s, kind of tall and slender, running up the stairs, uh, going in a different direction. So that's that's kind of what you see before you approach the door, and now you're in front of the door. I'm going to put my ear to the door and see if I can hear any sounds coming from the room. <laughs> okay, so you put your ear to the door, and you hear... Well, first of all, you hear the Dean crying. You hear, <laughs> oh, why does this always have to happen? <laughs> I just want a time where we can do the welcome mixer in peace. First, it's a hurricane. Then it's Ebola. <laughs> then it's food poisoning. <laughs> And then there's an outbreak of dysentery, and now we have a murderer. <laughs> Just wait till 2022. Oh, God. <laughs> she's, yeah, starting to get a little bit irritated by his pity party, so she's going to open the door now. He, he, like, screams and, like, throws himself back. Oh, dear God! <laughs> um, excuse me, Dean? Um, he is hiding under the desk, and you see, like, a pair of eyes poke out with his, like, balding head. There's a lot of concerned and scared people downstairs. Have you called the authorities? Because it sounds like you've just been sobbing in here. I have mostly been sobbing, yes. <laughs> and you see him like poke up and he's got really red oh eyes. I just, this is a very overwhelming time for me and my bosses are downstairs and they're judging my every move and you don't know the kind of pressure that I'm under. You said things like this have happened before. Uh-huh. How many times does stuff like this happen? Well, well, there was that, you know, there was that murder last week. Uh, one of the, the, the sorority girls, and they wanted to close down the school. But no, I told them no. The, the board of directors wanted to close everything down, and, and, and but I said that we, we were going to find something, and then they caught the boyfriend, and it was all good, and everything was happy, but... 
There was someone who got stabbed in my dorm today, right before the mixer. Where's your dorm? Um, I think it's called The Roots. Uh, oh, that happens all the time. <laughs> Great. Thank you for letting me know that. So, you didn't answer my question. Have you called the authorities? Um... I take it that's a no? How did you get this job? <laughs> Nepotism. <laughs> he, 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 huh. he okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Is there a phone in here? Yes! Oh, thank God, someone can make the call. He pulls out the phone and he goes, I just don't know how to report another murder to the police. They've already revoked my deputy license. My my volunteer deputy license has been revoked. <laughs> this is a very embarrassing call for me. Do you think you could just say that, um, oh, how about this? How about it wasn't, how about we pick up the body, move it off campus, and say that we found it off campus? I'm not going to lie to the authorities and mess around with evidence. Okay, just don't yell at me. He just holds out the phone. Fine, I'll call them. Thank but you. okay, who do you report to? Because I feel like I might need to make a complaint. <laughs> uh, you know the the board of the oh look, and he just like bolts out the room. <laughs> Evelyn just rolls her eyes and then she starts dialing the police. Okay, so you dial the police, um, and you hear hello. Hello. Yes, I would like to report a murder at Oakhurst College in murder. the. Uh, at the welcome mixer? Are you sure that the body is deceased? No. Mm. Okay. Okay, at the very least, it's an attempted murder. Mm. All right, very good. We're going to send in... Uh, we're going to send in Sergeant uh, Bullsteel. Bullsteel will take care of it. All right, goodbye. And, he, and, and the phone hangs up. Okay. Um, as soon as that happens and you hang up, you hear Kane go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> a formal, like, make to an address... <laughs> and reverse back in time to Zach. Zach, you were the only one who was not in the circle because you were actually up on the stage when the body fell and hit the ground. What did you do as the crowd began to gather? Uh, Zach finishes his song uh, and, like, without a word, just kind of, like, leaves the stage. He's gonna just wander. If he can get outside, he needs to smoke. Oh, okay. So you go to step outside and the blonde student who was giving everyone the stamps in when you first entered was going, excuse me, you cannot leave this place. This is under lockdown. He pushes her out of the way. Oh, God. He honestly goes, I don't crop my guy, asshole. And he <laughs> like swings <laughs> at you with a karate chop to like the shoulder blade and it does one hard to you. <laughs> oh, good. Like, oh. And, and just this like yeah, searing yeah. pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just this like searing pain goes up your shoulder. Assumes a position like a fighting stance. <laughs> okay. okay. He, listen. And he turns around <laughs> and walks away. Travis honestly goes, I give up, ma'am. <laughs> and like, like throws his, throws his hands up. Brian is like, are we just going to ignore that there is a dead body right there? Shut the fuck up, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you actually make it out as the rest of your band members are very like perplexed as to why you want to leave. And you make it outside. Um, and the, it's a nice cool autumn night. So I assume that you're out here for a sesh. 
Yeah. Uh, just a regular cigarette. Okay. No weed this time. Okay. So you pull out um, a cigarette, and you've been smoking it, and you hear... It is really quiet out here, isn't it? Relaxing. And you see a match strike in the darkness, and an elderly gentleman in a midnight blue suit begins to light a pipe, and you see the pipe kind of light his face, and you see he has this uh, salt and pepper uh, goatee with matching hair, and he's looking back at you. Uh, the body's in there. Uh, I assume you're, you're what, police? <laughs> Something like that. Okay, cool. That was some wonderful music, Zach. Oh, you heard that? <laughs> yeah, man, me and the Hive, were pretty tight, yeah? Why are you here, Zach? Like, on an existential level, or like, in, outside here? Like, this specific university, why are you here? Listen, dude, I don't really know you, so, like, I don't just want to, like, share my, my shit with you, you know? Well, I certainly know about your stepfather, and I... I want to help. My stepfather? No, I want to help you. Oh, okay. I'm listening. Take a look in the bathroom. Go back inside. Take a look at the bathroom. Oh, I gotcha. He, like, uh, pats his finger to his nose a couple times. Oh, you'll be surprised. It will be quite an eye-opening experience for you. Nice. Okay, yeah. Take care. I'll be... Okay. We'll be in contact, Zach. Bye. Goodbye. And we hear Travis go, Like, dude, who are you talking to? Oh, dude. And he's gone. Oh. Um. Okay. I have a weird feeling about this, Trav, but uh, I think there's drugs in the bathroom, and I think we need to get in on that shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and, and as soon as that happens, you hear Kane go... And Kane, we're actually we're actually gonna play this oh, out. Oh dear, now. okay. <laughs> Kane stands there. He says, "I'd like to make a formal address." And then everyone looks. And uh, interesting point about the blood um, being on me—that's very true. I, maybe Kane notices that, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" Uh, 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 uh. And this is like in real time. You just hear. Uh, uh, let's run with that okay. as the crowd starts to go and then uh, he, his, he starts to sweat and he gets really hot all of a sudden and uh, he feels like he's going to be sick and um, he ends up throwing up a little bit over the balcony <laughs> okay so here's what's going to happen okay so you're going <laughs> to yeah so you vomit over the balcony and the crowd goes oh and they kind of back up because your vomit cascades down onto the main foyer. And you hear the group go, oh my God, look at the blood. Oh, I bet, I, I bet he killed her. And they are freaking out. Okay. Um, I'd like to yell, I did not kill Zelda. If anybody saw, I was in the basement. And she ran after me. And at this point, I'd like to actually use one of my moves. Um, I'd like to okay. use numb numbing it out so I can give the string a dark cool. power in order to remove a condition, which I assume is about to come. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So I'd like to um, be able to numb it out if possible. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah. So, so what, what, what we'll do is you're gonna get the condition suspect. We'll, okay. We'll give you the condition suspect, and. 
So the crowd is freaking out, and, 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 and you hear, hey, get him! Oh my and god. And the crowd start, like, a few people start to run up the stairs to grab you, and poking out of the bathroom, there you see, like, the man in the, in, in the suit kind of going, oh, for fuck's sakes, in here. <laughs> okay, um, I, I start to run then right toward him yeah so you run in he leads you in the bathroom he shuts the door and he goes you had one job you could oh my god sorry man what is wrong I'm freaking with you? out i don't want to be a murderer he hits um a panel in the bathroom and the panel opens up and you see that it opens up into a chute and he goes this will lead down to the first floor bathroom go now. but is it gonna make me not a murderer he, as i'm climbing he, it he honestly just he just grabs you and he throws <laughs> it <laughs> And you plummet down into the bathroom. Shit, shit, shit! <laughs> Iris. Yeah. You have entered the bathroom. Okay. And it's a it's a decently big bathroom. It's only meant to fit one person, but there's like a lot of room in it. Uh, so it's it's pretty big and fancy. There's a really nice sink and 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 the toilet is like this black obsidian and it's kind of engraved and these brass handles to it and there's just nice you know, nice music playing in the background. And you're sitting there and you hear a large thud and the a panel next to you kind of slides open and out rolls a very dusty. Oh fuck my fucking ass. <gasps> She drops her drinks, <laughs> lets him get up. They shatter all over the floor. Oh. Hello. Huh. Well, <laughs> and she kind of walks up very, like, like sensually. She goes, hmm, this is a nice present. Present? What? No, I... Who are you? And he kind of is, like, very, very clearly trying to, like, avoid touching her at all costs. I'm Iris. I'm not a murderer. He just screams with his hands out. Oh. Um, well, no, I, the old man didn't say you were a murderer. He just said you'd be a present that I'd enjoy, and I definitely enjoy, and she looks him up and down. <laughs> uh, you saw, well, first of all, um, <clears throat> thank you. Second of all, you, <laughs> you are, uh, you are, uh, 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 no, you saw the old man too? Yeah, yeah, he gave me one of those drinks that, um, oh, and she looks down at her, the, the broken glasses. Uh, oh, well. I'll, uh. Hmm. I'll definitely get you another one of those. Uh, but do you know do you know who he is or, or why he's here? He says he has information for us. Um, well, yeah, he just kind of told me to come in here and there'd be a present that would arrive for me, which you did, but maybe it's not you because you say it's not, but I still think it's you. But, um... I certainly could be. And I, I kind of, like, brush the dust off my leather jacket <laughs> and uh, I pull off my sunglasses <laughs> to reveal my ocean blue eyes and flutter them twice toward her. Iris kind of goes, hmm, and kind of steps up and brushes the dust off the other side of his jacket Thanks. and says, I quite agree with that. So, <laughs> at this moment, uh, Kane, you gain a string on Iris. Oh. Yes, I was going to say, yes. yes okay. Yes. Yay, one of them down. So you know that those eyes, she's definitely into. Okay. Is that like, is that like a, is that a move thing on your part? Or did you still have strings to give away? I Yeah, you each get a string. Oh. From okay. on Iris. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. So just at that moment, there is a knock on the door. Are we expecting more company? I'll answer it. And I kind of I kind of push Iris to the wall, um, leaning in kind of close for a moment and like flash her a grin and be like, I wouldn't want you to get hurt. 
<laughs> she kind of giggles and does not move. She's enjoying And then I uh, turn around and I creep my way over to the door under my breath, being like, oh my fucking God, please, not the people who, are, who think I'm a murderer. And then uh, twists the knob and opens it a crack and is just, who is it? And you are eye to eye with the slightly bloodshot eyes of Dr. Elizabeth Egan. Yes. I slam the door and, my, <laughs> and I turn back to Iris. I say, I, I think this person's high. <laughs> and, oh. and just as he slams, I push it open. <laughs> and I, kind of break, I kind of break the, the lock, the little latch. Well, yeah, you just like, like you just push it open yes. like nothing. And the door like, like slaps the wall and bounces back again. <laughs> and I come in and I'm immediately, I go, I go for, um, I like walk in, I see Kane, I immediately smell her blood on him. And she just goes over to Kane and like, puts her, her arm around his neck and backs him up against a wall. Oh, hey! Okay! <laughs> Take it you. easy, buddy. Take it easy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me, miss. Um, I think you have the wrong bathroom. That's my yeah, friend. occupied. <laughs> you. You. <laughs> and she says, you have her blood on you. Oh, no. My blood's not on him. It's fine. No. The girl out there. That could be that could be very easily explained, okay? I was, um, and start I like start talking. Start or stop? Sorry, I start. Start, okay. Um, <laughs> Begin talking. I already did. I'm sorry. <clears throat> okay, ma'am, you're making me you're making me very nervous right now. Can you just maybe take your arm off his beautiful neck and just explain yourself. Actually, you're very attractive to me. Wait, what? She looks at at Iris and and she goes, you smell funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, thank you? Oh, you make me very nervous, ma'am. I don't know. Okay. And she turns her um, attention back to Kane. Explain. Zelda and I we were watching Citizen Kane, you know, you know the movie by Orson Welles that I, that I know a lot about because I'm a, I'm a film major. <laughs> and she was putting the moves on me, okay? And I got a little carried away, and I wanted to give her a little a little love bite, you know, on the neck. And uh, she kind of like tweaked because it tickled, and then my teeth kind of caught like a little like hair she had or something on her. I don't know, maybe she had a mole or something, and it kind of just cut a little bit. And and then I got some blood on me. I swear, I wasn't upstairs when she was upstairs and got murdered. And she um, kind of sniffs him a bit and kind of takes his hand and kind of sniffs his hands. Why are you smelling me so much? (laughs) (laughs) At that exact moment, as you pick up his hands and start sniffing his hands, there is, uh, because the door is is broken and kind of creaked open, there is a bit of a, uh, you hear it opening and go, so where are the drugs, man? And opening the door are Travis and Zach. Yo. Hey, whoa, we're late, man. Who the f- Yeah, like, uh, what kind of party we having in here, you guys? Well, this woman was probably gonna beat me up. I hope you're not here to beat me up, too, because I didn't do it. Uh, yeah. okay. Uh, didn't- Okay, wait, 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 okay, one sec. <sighs> Hold on, reverse, <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's take it back a notch. Uh, okay. He's gonna light up a joint in the- in, in the bathroom. Okay, so- at that exact moment, at that exact, as soon as you light the joint in the bathroom, we're briefly gonna jump back to Evelyn. 
Evelyn, you have just yes. called the cops. And the last time that we left you, you were hearing Kane talk. Yes. And as soon as you turn around to hear Kane talk, you hear the the chair on the desk start to squeak behind you and go, you know, I was hoping to get to you sooner, but your friends are incredibly, well, not your friends yet, are incredibly stubborn, and I've had to intervene <laughs> far more than I should to stop them from getting killed, and it looks like they might actually kill each other. Right I now. turn around to face the sound really quickly. Yeah, and you see that there is an older man with a midnight blue suit on with a black cane with a bone handle. You're the one I saw at the bar. You, you gave me the drink. I am. Who are you? That is a very loaded question, and something you will find out, no doubt, if you do your job correctly over the next... Pulls out this um, pocket watch. 24 hours, so we don't have much time. Your friends are going to probably start a brawl and or get caught by the authorities from the <laughs> marijuana that they have just lit up in the bathroom. So I suggest that you... I don't have any friends at this school yet. I've been here, like, a week. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> Main floor. I think a lot of answers will be solved then. If you want to know who I am and if you want so much more than living in the roots, Wait. trying not to get stabbed every night and working at a library for Maddie McFinn fan because she is a fucking... Uh, I mean, she is. And that sounds really tempting. But information in the bathroom, that sounds pretty sketchy. And I know a little bit about sketchy things. All right, then don't go. This will be very difficult without you, but I sense that you're too inquisitive not to. And he smiles and he spins the chair around, and by the time the chair gets back to you, he's gone. Evelyn just is getting really frustrated at this point. She rolls her eyes and she pauses in the room and her curiosity gets the better of her and so she starts heading to the bathroom all right so back to you zach you've just lit the so joint. let me get this straight you <laughs> murdered the girl but like you were making out first and i don't know what your problem is he points to evelyn or not evelyn uh uh elizabeth <laughs> why two e names i can't do that you guys come on <laughs> it's okay uh and uh you're just here to hang out points to iris yeah i was and she kind of glances at uh oh my god kane i almost forgot kane and smiles and then turns back and so none of you guys have any drugs i'll have some if you have some he passes like (laughs) (laughs) she takes she takes it tries to inhale and then just starts coughing (laughs) it's marzo g man so elizabeth takes her hand off Kane because the reason she was sniffing him, sniffing his hand, is that she can pick up on certain um, chemicals in the blood, Mm. and the the chemical signature kind of is consistent with his story. There's a little bit more endorphins, kind of more consistent with a romantic encounter. Oh, cool. So she's like, Mm. okay. (laughs) Nice. Actually, Kim, on that note, when you smelled Iris and she smelled funny, you can take a string on me for that if Eric agrees. Awesome. 100%. Yep. Actually, as soon as she hits it and starts to cough, uh, Zach, take your take your string on Iris as well. <laughs> and, okay, so she removes her hand from uh, Kane's neck. Thank and you. And she kind of, uh, you know, smooths her, her, um, her suit, just kind of like, you know, collecting herself. And she sees that, um, who, who has the joint now? Is it Iris? All right. Yeah. 
Uh, it so is she, Iris, yeah. She goes up to Iris and she takes it out of her hand. He's like, you don't want to try that. And she kind of um, kind of <laughs> throw, throws it in the sink and then turns on the water. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Travis, like, runs and, like, is, like, putting his fingers in the sink, just trying to get it out. Um, Iris turns back to the group and goes, so wait, so... She points to Kane. She's like, I know why you're here. And I know why you're here. And she points to Elizabeth and then says, but you guys are just here for the, because you thought there were drugs? I mean, that's what the uh, that creepy guy was telling us about. Yeah. What creepy guy? <gasps> you know, like the one who's like, hey, man, I got like drugs in the bathroom. Totally. That's exactly what he sounds like and what he said. <laughs> what did he look like? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. He was smoking a pipe. It was dark outside. I mean, uh, did he have a cane? I, was he wearing a suit? Was he wearing a yeah. suit? I, don't know. I really wasn't paying attention. I was just trying to not throw up. Honestly. Yeah. Did he have a cane? Um, uh, yeah. Cane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the movie. Yeah. He had a cane. And you saw this man too. To She says this to Iris. Yeah, he told me to come in here and that a present would arrive for me and that it would, I think, answer some questions I had. I would enjoy it, something like that. Is that what everybody heard from him? And at that very moment, at that very moment, the door creaks open because uh, the latch is still fucking <laughs> broken. So it's just kind of like hanging <laughs> and the latch creaks open. And Evelyn, you are now looking into a very full bathroom. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Iris. I'm Evelyn. No, no. Uh, Travis is still like crying in the sink. I know, man. The joint. I, know. I, I know. take I... it you're the friends I'm supposed to meet here? I know you. You work at the library, don't you? Uh, yes, I do. I just started there. Iris walks up and just gives Evelyn a hug and says, Hi, it's nice to meet you. I'll be your friend. Oh, um, thank you. As soon as that happens, you get a string <laughs> okay. on her. Kane no longer feels special. <laughs> I'm seeing I'm seeing a theme oh, here. Oh, just you wait, Kane. <laughs> Travis um, begins to cry and just like, and just like runs out of the bathroom. It just runs out into the mansion. He just looks at, uh, looks at Elizabeth and just says, really, see, like, poor guy, he works so hard and, and you just spoiled his, his favorite treat. Oh, come on. I work here. Not oh, you, to... you owe that dude a... Oh, you work... Oh, shit. Sorry, dude. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> weed. It was It was just, uh... It was, uh... It was oregano to trick all the stoners, you know? My name's not Dude. You may refer to me as Dr. Egan. Hey, Dr. Egan. <laughs> so, what I'm getting from this is that we were all brought here because that old man with the cane told us to come here for answers, right? You saw him too? You saw him too? Yes, yeah. He gave me a drink tonight, and then a few minutes ago, I saw him in the office where the dean was hiding. By the way, he was doing absolutely nothing. I'm the one who had to call the authorities, so, um, you're welcome. By the way, he gave me a drink too. So, like, he oh, threw the me down the you a drink? Like, you look a little young for a doctor, you know? Like, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Go over there. <laughs> what? Oh. Okay. Oh, uh, Brian. Brian's not here. That piece of he shit. Stay with the body. He's never here when I need him. <laughs> you, you, you were playing in the band tonight, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, we were. That was interesting. I guess you can really say it was a killer show, right? 
Ha, 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 Kane says, may, scratching the back of his head <laughs> alarmingly. A little bit too soon for that. <laughs> um, so at that very moment, you hear, all of you hear the familiar voice of, do you know how long it's taken me to get all of you in the same room? And in the bathroom mirror, you see the man standing looking at you, but he's not in the bathroom with you. You can just see him through the mirror. <laughs> Iris, Iris screams and grabs um, grabs Kane and Dr. Elizabeth's arms. <laughs> Kane also grabs Dr. Elizabeth's oh arm. <laughs> Evelyn is looking around, trying to see if she can see him anywhere other than the mirror. <laughs> you cannot. It has taken me quite some time to get you all here. And now that you are, I just, oh, no, you broke my door. Oh, I like that door. Nice bathroom door. But anyways, we have bigger issues. I've brought you all here for a reason. I've gotten you all together for a reason. The person who killed Zelda, who's responsible for this, they are still here. It is our job to figure out how and why. Now, I don't have much time, so we can't do this whole question period. You're going to think a lot of things. Who am I? Why am I here? What are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to tell you I have been asked these all before, but you just need to trust me. And, uh, Kate, uh, well, I uh, feel bad for you, but I suspect that this evening is going to get quite a bit harder for you. Actually, it's going to get quite a bit harder in, let's see, five, four, what? three. No, I don't like countdowns. Two, Please, everyone, stay safe. Good luck. The, and there is a big knock at the door, and the door swings open, and you're looking at a cop. And this cop oh, is, stands at about 6'7". He is fucking massive. This oh just God. jacked cop who has this, like, huge, massive chin and this tiny forehead. So he almost looks like the crimson chin. <laughs> and he's standing, and he's looking, and he says, I'm Sergeant Bull Steel. That's what I'm like. And I'm here to make sure this campus is clean. Outside, we're interviewing everyone. Now! Hey there, thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face to face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. 
The first is Dungeons & Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.